everyone and welcome to RTL Today. Always lovely, lovely, lovely to have you with me listening and always lovely to have your feedback as well. Now today we're going to talk about a very established club in Luxembourg, one that's been going around for over 50 years in fact. It is the British Ladies Club and with me is its chair, Victoria Hodgson. She's been chair since 2019. She moved to Luxembourg in 2014 with her husband's work as a trailing spouse and two young children at the time, then age three and five. And we've just managed to catch her before she goes off to run the Berlin Marathon. Now, in her previous working life, Victoria was a librarian in all sorts of environments, university, secondary school and public libraries. She loves reading, clearly, gardening, hiking and running. And now, as the chair of the British Ladies Club, she juggles this with being a stay-at-home parent and is also on the Church Council of the Anglican Church in Luxembourg. Welcome to RTL Today. Oh, Lisa, thank you for having me. It's just Lovely to have you here and to have just garnered a small patch of your time between your various duties and before you fly off to Berlin and do the marathon. Yes, yeah, it's always very busy, but it's always a pleasure to make time to come and speak to you. So Thank you. And I love your T-shirt for those who can't see it. It's a heart of books, which is clearly right up your alley if you're a librarian. Now, first of all, tell us about the British Ladies Club. Well, yes, you were right. The British Ladies Club has been going for quite some time in a couple of different formats but since the 1970s uh, it's been quite an established part of Luxembourg life. It's a club, social club for English-speaking women. Uh, When it first started it was mainly British people involved but over the years it's definitely evolved and we've now got over 30 nationalities represented within the club. Anyone's welcome who can speak English. Absolutely in fact we quite often get used by people who are trying to improve their English and so coming along to our events and chatting to people in English is obviously a great way of of learning extra English. And I suppose the other requirement is that you have to be female. Yes (laughs) yes uh, yes we are a women's club We have in the past had a couple of dads that have wanted to come along to some events that we have done, the children's events. They are more than welcome. And we do do things that the partners can come along to too, but mainly it's it's just events for women. So why did you join? How did How did it start for you? Well, when I first came here, I decided that it would be a great idea to get involved with as many things as possible and to meet as many people as possible. And the relocation agent had told me about this club. So I thought, well, it's one way of meeting English speaking people. So I went along pretty much to absolutely anything that they were offering at the time. So um, if it was a dinner or a children's event, I was there. So you really, you really threw yourself into that that job of being the trailing spouse, which I know very well, which is that you have to try and make your own network out of thin air. Absolutely, yes. It's okay for the person that's working because obviously they can start networking at work. But uh, for for a stay-at-home parent, it's a little bit more difficult, I think, sometimes to meet people. I was very lucky that I had met somebody at the school gate within the first week who spoke English, which uh, I heard her talking in the background and had to do the very scary thing of going over and introducing myself to her. And she was lovely and introduced me to some people. But I had a three-year-old at home who had been going to nursery and having lots of interaction with other children. And of course, when we moved here, he had nothing. So for me, it was really important to get out to all those children's play dates. 
for you and him. Yes. <laughs> Reflecting back on that time of my life, I would say for sanity reasons. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> he was. I think he was needing the sort of the interaction with other children, and I was definitely needing the interaction with somebody other than my husband. Yeah, yeah. No, I I fully understand. So tell us about then the the organisation and what you offer for your members. Well, at the moment, we're just about 200 members and we basically put on various events throughout the month, all different times of the day. We try to make sure that we cover, you know, the coffee morning and the evening dinners in order that anybody can take part. And how many events would you have roughly on average per month? Usually six. The children's team are very busy. They offer at least two meetups a week. And then there is always an IKEA coffee morning, which is once a month. Which I assume takes place in, in IKEA. IKEA. Yes, we did, we did have a problem over COVID. We had to, uh, when we were able to meet again for coffee, we had to uh, move to Cactus for a while because the restaurant in the IKEA was still closed. But they're now back in IKEA. That's quite nice. It's a, almost a sort of slight return to normality, which is is good. And then we have a cocktail night once a month as well, which moves around town. We're always open to ideas. If anybody's had a really good cocktail somewhere and they can recommend somewhere, we're quite happy to test test the opinion. Absolutely. (laughs) There's the tennis club. They meet once a week as well. And there's a hiking group that we try and go out for a hike once a month. So we're, we're busy and there's hopefully something for everybody. That's really active and very inclusive as much as is possible as well. Different times of day, different events. And of course, you're really catering for that market of mums and young children who may well have moved over and feel at a loss. Uh, Not an easy time of life. Covid would have changed this, of course. So how did you cope? How did you keep these ladies, these people on board through Covid times? What did you do? What did you change? Well, Obviously, when we couldn't meet up in person, we moved to Zoom like many people did and we were able to run several of our events via Zoom. So the coffee morning, we tried to make sure we had at least one a month. I think um, some of our bridge club moved to online bridge. Wow. How? Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out, not that I know how to play bridge. Uh, <laughs> it's a far away <laughs> destination point for me. You have to have internet access as well as your Zoom call. Apparently it works really well have to be a little bit tech savvy for it there was quite a group of them that were playing and it meant that they could also play with people all over the world rtl original podcast cocktails moved online as well Um, (laughs) moving from coffee throughout the day to cocktails i see i see this the zoom has just kept on in the background absolutely (laughs) one particularly good night was st patrick's day oh yes so if you could come up with a green drink or something green that was obviously a bonus but we did have a few fancy dress items and some silly hats and things like that going on as well very st patrick's day yeah We've missed a few of our big events, our annual quiz we were not able to do, but we did do an online quiz and we've also done bingo. Bingo went down really well, actually. Oh, I'm a great fan of bingo. Reminds me of my dear grandmother in Ireland. Always a fan. Great fun. Fantastic. I'm there. I'm there with bingo. (laughs) You also actually set up a fundraising project through COVID times, which is that you've developed a recipe book. Yes, we did. We knew that we weren't going to be able to fundraise in our usual way. We quite often, when we have a a big event, we'll do a raffle or something along those lines. And obviously it became very apparent that this was just not going to work. So we were tossing a few ideas around about how we could raise money for our charities that we support. And somebody said something about 
a calendar along the lines of the calendar girls I did was maybe not such a good idea although there were a couple of people on the committee that were quite up for the idea so uh, I think we went for the slightly tamer option of a, um, a cookbook and we asked people to write in with their recipes and to say why they were special to them so a little story behind them or maybe it was because it's somewhere they'd been on holiday they particularly liked the cuisine there and we had a great response in fact so good that we had to there was a sort of had to do a bit of thinning out and things and then we went to print and printed 250 copies thinking you know this is quite quite risky are we going to be able to sell them all and we sold out in a couple of months, That's which wonderful. was fantastic. We made over €2,500 for our charities, which is fantastic, especially at such a difficult time for them as well. And then actually, almost more excitingly, we got asked if we wanted to enter the uh, Gourmand International World Cookbook Competition. How did you get asked that? Uh, Well, we were actually contacted by the competition guys. Wow. Normally they go around to book fairs and things like that, but they obviously keep their eyes open for other uh, recipe books that are popping up. Somehow they heard about us, so asked us if we wanted to enter the competition, which of course we said we would be delighted to. And we were entered in the easy recipes category and we won for Luxembourg. <gasps> so um, You won for Luxembourg? Yeah. So now we get put forward for the overall easy recipes this is wonderful. for the whole of the world. Congratulations. Thank you very much. We'll find out in November, hopefully, quite how well we did measuring up to everybody. And so um, do you have more cookbooks printed now? We do have, I think we have about 20 left because we did a small reprint because people were asking. We ended up sending at least four or five copies to Canada. Well, I think you're going to be a little bit more in demand if you've just won this competition for Luxembourg and you're going on to a worldwide competition. Yeah, well, hopefully. um, I think you'll have to put a few more into print. Absolutely. Well, we're we're always open for suggestions. If we get enough orders and things like that, um, I'm sure we'll be... We'd love to put a link to that on this podcast. So we've heard about the organisation, about the heritage of the British Ladies' Club and your events. How can people join? It's quite easy, really. It's just a case of popping online to our website. We do offer that people can come along to a couple of our events without actually joining the club so they can see whether we are their cup of tea. Or coffee or cocktail. Or coffee or cocktail. Well, yes. (laughs) Come to a cocktail night. Um, So, yeah, the idea is that people can taste and try. That works quite well as well for the children's groups. The membership secretary immediately contacts everybody and gives them all the extra information that they might need. And we have two different levels of membership. We have a digital membership, which means that you get your newsletter via email, or you can have full membership and then you get a lovely printed newsletter in your post, which is quite nice amongst the bills and everything. So once a month, you get something a little bit more exciting than your usual post. Um, And I have to say, I do prefer having a, a written copy that I can sit and read while I'm having my cup of tea or, you know, doing something else around, you know, it's there rather than having to log onto the computer to look for it. Well, I can imagine as a librarian, you like the feel of the page. I do like a bit of a feel of a paper page. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Whether it's recycled or not, I'm sure it's recycled. With the- um, well, we keep it as uh, sort of tight and um, compact as possible. It's got 
all sorts of things in it that you can't really do online as easily. So it's got quizzes and so a few word searches and a few things that you can do whilst you're having your cup of tea. And oh, very nice! So. How quaint! How lovely! <laughs> How English! <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Well, we we did one point look at going completely digital, but um, a lot of people were actually quite upset at the thought of losing their piece of post. So. Yeah, we decided to keep it going and as long as everybody's happy with it. uh, People have the choice. Absolutely. Well, any other thoughts, any other things you'd like to say about the British Ladies Club in Luxembourg? The breaking news really at the moment is that we've just had our annual general meeting. So we've just chosen our new charities for the year. Every year we pick one UK charity and one Luxembourgish charity. Last year was the the Rana assistance dogs over here in Luxembourg and Honeypot, which is um, a UK charity for young carers. It supports them, pays for them to go away on holiday and things um, so they can take a break from their caring role. And this year we're going to be supporting RYSE, which is here in Luxembourg, which supports um, young refugees. It's a mentoring service and it also helps them to volunteer in places as well so they can get some work experience Um, and we're going to be supporting Nurture the Borders which is um, a Scottish charity that supports new mothers by giving them a buddy system so they are paired up with somebody who is already a parent so they can be there for support for people that are going through a particularly hard time with with the new baby. Yes, again, not an easy patch of life, especially if you're on your own. Yeah, and it's something I think that people or some of the mums here feel quite strongly that when they have their children, you don't necessarily have the sort of family support that you would have if you were living back in the UK or in your own home country. So it's actually quite nice to to support um, a charity that's sort of there very specifically to be there and support um, young parents. So... What a lovely thought. Both very, very beautiful charities this year and last. So what a lovely note to end on. Victoria, thank you so much for coming into RTL today, for chatting to me and our listeners about the British Ladies Club. Long may it continue for another 50 years. (laughs) Long may you continue as chair. And of course, I must say, very best of luck in the Berlin Marathon this weekend. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Lisa. And thank you for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure.